Hey everyone, before we start the episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. We have a YouTube channel now. We started posting our episodes with some cool images and videos, so you should definitely go check it out. You can find us at On Wildlife Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to On Wildlife. I'm your host, Alex Ray. On this podcast, we bring the wild to you. We take you on a journey into the life of a different animal every week, and I guarantee you you're going to come out of here knowing more about your favorite animal than you did before. This week's animal is known for its extreme intelligence, and the episode may hit a little close to home because these animals are very closely related to us. But their populations are really struggling right now, and they need our help. So join me as we head into the rainforests to talk about our relatives... Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees are a species of great ape, and they have the widest range of any great ape species, and they can be classified into four different subspecies. The first is the Nigeria Cameroon chimpanzee, then there's the eastern chimpanzee, the central chimpanzee, and the western chimpanzee. All of them are found in different areas, but you can only find them in central and western Africa, and most of the populations live in tropical rainforests. Now, one of the most common things that people get wrong about these animals is thinking that they're monkeys, but there are many differences between apes and monkeys. A quick way to tell is by looking at their tail. Apes don't have tails, while monkeys do. Gorillas are also apes, and they don't have tails. Their bodies are also different. Apes are usually a lot larger than monkeys, and they also have broad chests and shoulders, which helps them swing between branches, whereas most monkeys are built for running across branches. Not only that, but there are many more species of monkeys than there are of apes. But there's something that's really special about chimpanzees specifically. They and bonobos are the animals that are most closely related to humans genetically. So throughout this episode, you'll hear a lot of similarities between us and them. We share about 98.7% of our genetic material with them. And we had a common ancestor with them that was alive around 13 million years ago. A group of chimpanzees can get to be about 150 individuals. And we call this group a community. They can live for around 45 years weigh 70 to 130 pounds, and grow up to five and a half feet tall. But unfortunately, there are only an estimated 300,000 left in the wild. And of course, we're a major reason why their numbers are so low. And we're going to talk about that later on in the episode. Chimpanzees are omnivores, just like us. So they eat a bunch of different plants and animals. Their main food is fruit, but they also eat other types of plants and they eat insects as well. They also love meat. They've been known to eat monkeys and tortoises. How they kill tortoises is a little sad. In order to break open their shells, the chimps will slam them against hard surfaces. So it's really best not to underestimate them. Even though they're a little smaller than the average person, they have insane strength. And this is because of the types of muscle that they have. Chimp and human muscles have both slow twitch and fast twitch muscle fibers. Slow twitch muscle fibers are built for stamina, 
whereas fast twitch muscle fibers are built for short and powerful bursts of energy. Researchers found that human muscle fibers are 70% slow twitch and 30% fast twitch, whereas chimps muscle fibers are 33% slow twitch and 66% fast twitch, which means that they have a lot more strength in short bursts than we do. And their diet really just depends on how available the food is. They hunt both alone and in groups, and the males are usually the ones doing the hunting. Hunting in groups requires a large amount of cooperation and intelligence, and you'll see that chimpanzees are exceptional in both of these areas, right after the break. The person that I want to recognize on this week's episode of Notable Figures in Science is Eunice Foote, a scientist born in the early 1800s. Right now, humanity is faced with its biggest threat yet, climate change. And Eunice Foote was the first person to hypothesize that it could take place. She did an experiment where she took glass cylinders and tested the effects that different gases had on the temperature inside the glass. She found that water vapor and carbon dioxide, two gases that we know now to be greenhouse gases, caused the temperature in the cylinders to be much higher than usual when exposed to the heat of the sun. Unfortunately, the reason that we don't hear much about her is that her work was almost stolen by a male scientist who tried to take credit for her work. She deserves to be recognized for this awesome feat of science. If you want to learn more about Eunice Foote or this series, check out onwildlife.org. Okay, welcome back. So we know chimps are really smart. They even have different personalities and show similar emotions to us. At times, they can make up after fighting, they can recognize themselves in a mirror, which is something that very few animals are capable of doing, and mourn when a member of the community has died. They also communicate in a lot of similar ways that we do. Their facial expressions and body language can give a lot of information to others about their emotions, but they can also vocalize information too. And this is usually to warn others of a potential predator in the area. Chimpanzees are extremely social, and the community is led by an alpha male along with other males that follow his lead. But there are times when the other males will try to overthrow the alpha for control of the group. And they're really complex groups because they're split into smaller groups but can come together when they need to. Males tend to stay in the communities that they were born in, while females can move to other communities to mate with different males. And females also like to spend most of their time with other females. They're known to form strong bonds with each other against a bullying male or a new female. Males are in charge of keeping their community safe from attacks from other predators or from other communities of chimpanzees. And what's really a testament to how smart they actually are is that chimps are the only known species to plan their attacks against other groups of the same species besides us. And something that you may have seen chimps doing is picking bugs and other things from each other's fur. This is called grooming, and besides from keeping each other clean, it's a great way for them to bond with each other. We can thank Jane Goodall for so much of the information that we have on chimpanzees and their behavior. She spent 50 years with them in the wild. Chimpanzees can walk on their hind legs, but most of the time they walk on all fours, 
and they can't swim. Their arms and fingers are particularly long, and that helps them swing between branches. And trees are an extremely important part of the lives of chimps. They even sleep in trees, specifically Ugandan ironwood trees, which have really strong supports. And then they weave themselves a nest out of leaves. But if we're so closely related to chimps, then why are they living in the trees while we're walking around? Well, we evolved separately from each other. And obviously, this has led us to having many different traits from one another. One of those differences being our memory. Chimpanzees have an amazing short-term memory. It's much better than ours. One theory of why that is, is because humans can use language and think about the past, present, and future the way that no other animal can. But if this is so beneficial, then why are we the only animals that can do this? To explain that, we have to go back around 7 million years ago, before chimpanzees and homo sapiens ever existed. There was just our ancestor, and they didn't have amazing physical adaptations that helped them survive, so they lived in the trees for protection. Some of our ancestors moved out of the trees onto the ground, and they became humans. Those who stayed in the trees became chimpanzees. While on the ground, we had to adapt to our environment to survive countless predators, so we learned how to walk, and also to communicate with each other in complex ways. The ability to have language is all about what's in your brain. So in order to have this ability, we most likely had to give up our detailed short-term memory. This idea is called the cognitive trade-off hypothesis. It's a fascinating topic, and if you want to learn more about it, we have a link to a YouTube video on the source page of our website for this episode. And even though chimpanzees don't have a language that's as complicated as ours, some have actually been taught how to use sign language. Okay, let's take our last short break, and when we get back, I'll talk about something that chimps do that really shows how smart they are. It's time for today's trivia question, and you've probably heard this question a million times, but never got the answer. Why is the sky blue? So why is the sky blue? Well, when sunlight shines on the Earth, it has to pass through all of the gases that are in our atmosphere. This causes the light to disperse and scatter. Blue light gets scattered a lot more than other types of light because it has shorter wavelengths. It has nothing to do with the ocean. Okay, welcome back. When you think about another aspect that might separate humans from other animals, you might think about the fact that we use tools, but that's actually not specific to us at all. Chimpanzees are known to use tools for many different things and use them more than any other animal besides us. And Jane Goodall first discovered this way back in the 60s. She observed chimpanzees actually crafting sticks that were used to capture insects from their burrows. Other ways that they use tools is by smashing rocks against things to break them open and using leaves to clean themselves. 
Scientists also believe that they use certain plants as medicines to help them with illnesses. Unfortunately, even though we know how smart they are, chimps have a long history of being used for experimentation. The most well-known example is when two chimps named Ham and Enos were shot into space in the early 1960s. Scientists wanted to observe how human bodies would react to being in space. Even though we see this as a great accomplishment, the chimps were put through horrible conditions, and because there was a malfunction in Enos's equipment, he was repeatedly electrically shocked in the ship. Chimpanzees have also been subjected to medical testing in labs to see if certain drugs are safe for human use. Luckily, this is becoming less of an issue nowadays because people have worked tirelessly to fight against this. You can also see numerous examples of chimps being used in entertainment, like in movies and in circuses. And let me just tell you, I really do not like circuses that use animals, because most of the time, the animals are being abused in order to make them do certain things, so I would really advise against supporting them. The chimps are trained to smile, which actually isn't a sign of happiness for them. It's actually a sign of distress. Also, just because chimps are cute doesn't mean that they aren't wild animals. They can become violent towards people when they're stressed out. In 2009, a pet chimp called Travis attacked a woman and caused severe injuries to her. The woman survived, but Travis did not have the same fate, as he was killed by the police. Not only is it harmful for the chimps mentally to be used for entertainment and dangerous for the people that work with them, it also increases the demand for them to be taken out of the wild and stolen from their families. Aside from being such intelligent animals, they're also extremely important to the ecosystems that they live in. They're great seed dispersers because they love to eat fruit. And when they poop out the seeds, they help to disperse those plants throughout the forest. One really interesting fact is that some fruits can only grow if they have gone through a chimp's digestive system. They're also really important to us. They're a crucial piece in the puzzle of figuring out where humans came from and what our ancestors were like. Chimps can also help to fight the spread of disease. Because they're so similar to us, they're also susceptible to the same types of diseases as us. For instance, chimpanzees are extremely susceptible to the Ebola virus, so we've been able to test out vaccines on the chimps to see if they're effective against the virus. Ebola is actually a really big problem for chimps, and it's part of the reason for the decline in their populations. Chimpanzees are endangered, and I already talked about the impacts that our behaviors can have on individuals, but other things that we do can have an effect on whole populations of chimps. First of all, we're cutting down their habitat in order to build houses and other structures, extract resources, and even find fossil fuels. This has forced the chimps to take matters into their own hands, trying to steal food from people. There have even been cases of chimps killing people's children. This is all because they're losing their habitats. They have attacked more than 20 people in the last 20 years, killing three infants since 2014. They'll turn aggressive towards children because they're more afraid of adults. And as we talked about before, poaching chimps is a big issue as well as taking them away from their homes to be sold. Conservation organizations are trying to save them by making certain areas protected and stopping poachers. And if you really want to help chimps, there are some great organizations that you can support like Save the Chimps, Center for Great Apes, and Chimp Haven. 
Thank you so much for coming on this adventure with me as we explored the world of chimpanzees. You can find the sources that we used for this podcast and links to organizations that we reference at onwildlife.org. You can also email us with any questions at onwildlife.podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at on underscore wildlife or on TikTok at onwildlife. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for another awesome episode. And that's On Wildlife. You've been listening to On Wildlife with Alex Ray. On Wildlife provides general educational information on various topics as a public service, which should not be construed as professional, financial, real estate, tax, or legal advice. These are our personal opinions only. Please refer to our full disclaimer policy on our website for full details. 